Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you said great. I'm doing great. Nancy's here. I see Nancy in the green room. So Nancy's doing great, we hope. We'll see whether she... <laughs> My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, so that means if you need any paranormal help or you think you might have something weird going on in your house, strange, you know, like on TV, things like that. Anything strange going on in your house, we can help you. I've got people up and down the state. Problem is, the state's huge, so it might take us an hour or two to get to you, but uh, we will get to you, and we will work with you on uh, a thorough investigation. If you're watching this from Facebook, please feel free, if you haven't done so already, to, um, excuse me, ah, okay, feel free, if you haven't done so already, to click that like button, and if you haven't followed us, please follow us, whether it's on my personal page or on the California Haunts page, or on the California Haunts Ghostly Events page, follow us. Do follow, please do follow us. I think you'll like the stuff that we're putting out. Also, down in the bottom right-hand corner over here, there's that little ghost with the magnifying glass. And uh, that's our mascot on YouTube. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe over there. Because as you can tell, pretty much the videos this past week have been uh, mainly YouTube videos because they were pre-recorded because, of course, I was out of town. So, uh, yeah, so that's the way to see those, and that'll, that'll alert you when those types of videos are out there. Okay, so tonight, it's going to be a fun night. Uh, Nancy and I kind of touched on, on this stuff last week when we were talking about um, paranormal imprints, you know, things that happen in houses that, 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 that leave an imprint, you know, either on the furniture or on the walls or things like that. So we're going to talk about that tonight. And then again, we're going to be talking about Nancy's ability to do off-site readings because and I'll, I'll explain that when we get into it and how I work with Nancy doing that. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's bring Nancy in without further ado. Hi there. Hello. Oh my gosh. These caps. Oh my gosh. We women are so vain. I put this on and then it messes me up. Well, life is life and you're out of town. So we're going to be talking about a couple of in kind of, a, I say interesting too often. Uh, much too often, T-O-O. -O. Um, these uh, paranormal, supernatural, whatever you want to call it, abilities that people have and how we use them to our advantage or disadvantage or take advantage of. I would like to start tonight by something that, uh, and we will take a break because Char has an announcement of a collaboration that we're doing together about some work we're doing, which also ties into what we're doing tonight. Um, I'm going to admit to something. I do have a ghost person and his wife shows up once in a while living in the house and I really do ignore them I really do and people go how can you ignore them I says because they're doing their life um, I don't know what the wife does every once in a while my husband will say he sees a pair of small shoes or the imprint go across the floor <laughs> if you knew my husband he uh you know he just um salt of the earth he goes Nancy, they're here again. <laughs> and I go, really? The time it did bother me was I was sitting here and the front door opened up. And I watched, I just turned around. I have this behind me because I think they're beautiful. But I'm I'm a grandma. Or I have wooden shelves behind me. 
and all the families there. It'd be so distracting, right? But normally I don't have these up behind me. And I was just turned around. I heard, heard noise and I turned around and saw the hand to go, and it just opened up. And I think, how is that possible for him to manifest that kind of energy? And I went back in there and I went, I'll be darned, you know. And uh, that's when we discovered we should talk to somebody and see who's actually living here. And we found out, because I was able to describe what I saw of him visually mm -hmm. uh, to the manager of the complex. And there was actually someone in here who, who was here 35 years ago and uh, described him. And uh, we lived up there in, um, just outside of Wairika, next to the Oregon border. And with health issues, I'd move my husband down to Oroville because they have a big hospital here and health condition, you know. So I had to buy something that I could afford time. And it was a senior subdivision. And I kind of like it now that I'm here. I mean, friendly, you know, it's kind of nice, you know. And But the downside is it must be a lot of spare people in here. I wonder who knows. So that leads me up to what happened. This individual lives here. Uh, he is not a ghost. He is not a conscious ghost, meaning they can interact. He actually lives here. And I don't see him all the time. My husband sees him more because evidently that was his room in the family room where I had the front room. Maybe his wife had the front room. Uh, he was the, the manager of the whole complex. And this is a 2,000 square foot house. And it's the biggest one. And it was little upgrades here and there. Like, oh my gosh, you know, we got a good deal here. And uh, so he was the manager and he had the best in the complex. And one day I saw him go in the street and stand there and put his hand on his hip. And I went, oh, I got to talk to the real estate, the, the manager here. Sure enough, mm -hmm. I was right on everything, including the closet and the master bedroom. One side of it's full of, of rifles and guns. It was. And so ego set a pattern for this man to come back. That doesn't mean it's bad. Now, if you're afraid of ghosts, oh my, then we talk to people like us. Can we get them out of the house? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, but what you could do is block uh, can you really scare him away? Um, I think there's a point where you could say, uh, and I have because he's made noise in the bedroom before, as though he's rustling the guns. And one night I woke up and I went, and I think I've said this, maybe some of you haven't watched the other ones, but I got up thinking that I had a little cat. We have two cats. And I closed the door because I don't want cats jumping on my face in the middle of the night. <laughs> and uh, it was all kinds of noise. And I went, search the room. It was like, God darn cat you know no cat open the front door and they're both sitting there like are you making noise in there mom are you getting up now at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and i i i laugh at that and i enjoy that now that was 35 years ago he lived here 10 15 years then there was an, a couple here sure just a short time and then the last lady she moved in around 12 13 years ago and she had the master bedroom. Now, I'm not going to talk much about her, um, but the house had a lot of what we call the eight primary colors. Uh, the bedroom was purple, completely purple, ceilings and walls. And she had a really thick carpet. Well, unfortunately, a couple of years before she died, she was diagnosed with cancer. And, and it's a sad story. I don't like talking about it. I had cancer. It was awful in 87. She died in the house. Now, is that terrible? No, because I've been in homes where people have died. But she died in the bedroom. And she kept falling asleep in the chair by the glass sliding doors. And there were burn marks all over the carpet. 
and everybody's going, ooh. So we had to paint the room because the walls were dripping with nicotine. Now, does that make it right or wrong? No, thank goodness she had a space she could live out the rest of her life, and she did die in the house. Does that make it right or wrong? Well, they did tell us, because you have to report a death two or three years if you move into the house, and God, I'm in the business. Why should it bother me? So Larry moved down here, and we were not able to sell the house up there, so I just moved in five months ago. And one day, um, this is before I moved in, um, we were painting the entire room. We took out the carpet. Um, we repaired walls. It was just a massive redo here. And one day I was standing by the door and I brought this up, but this is more. And I felt this life force, this person by the door. And all of a sudden, she came over to me. <laughs> like, make your presence known. Wow, wow. You know, it's like, okay, you're here. But I didn't feel her happy. And it was almost like she owned the place still. And I told her, I'm not going to say her name, of course, like, duh. And I addressed her and I said, oh, were you here before? You lived here before? Um, I want you to know we just bought the place. And no, we didn't keep any of your colors because I, I'm i very peaceful. I like uh, seafoam green. I like steel blue, gray color. So all my rooms are very peaceful, even though I have a lot of color. Uh, more or less are peaceful colors. And um, I'm more or less a peaceful and more, and people know me, I'm more or less always happy, maybe because I know we survived death. Um, you you live in the body, get ill, you just get over it. <laughs> you just go on. And I always tell people when my ticket is punched, I get to leave. No, no, I don't want to. No, no, no. Because I have children, grandchildren on. And I, I, I'm really at peace with this. No, I don't want someone to help me get over faster. But I do love living. She did not. <laughs> she did not. She was a very unhappy person. So the day she came and I said, this is my house now. You can go on. I'll take really good care of it for you. And I felt her push my left shoulder and out the sliding glass door. Did she push me because I'm going to get you? Or did she push me because she wasn't really caring she ran into me or not? I think it was the latter. So what's happened is I unfortunately have my... <laughs> I have my bed exactly where she had hers. And the chair was in the corner. We need to talk about something. Because I know me, I've been doing this 32 years. I'm a very peaceful, gracious person. And I don't think there's ever been, but I'll have to say one client or two that I was short-tempered with ever, if ever. I've talked to death and dying, people dying, people whose mothers had just passed away. A couple weeks ago, I had a lady whose mother passed away a couple days sooner. Compassion galore. So when I'm wakened up in the middle of the night, depressed or suicidal, I know it's not me. And I just like, come on, get, stop it, stop it. And you don't want to talk about it. I get up, I come out here for a couple hours. I, I think, what a waste of time. Well, remember, I've only been here a little less than five months. It's not all the time, but it's a lot of the time. Shar and I talked about it and I said, I have taken out the carpet. We redid some walls because um, unfortunately people die. It's called uh, deferred maintenance. And she hadn't done a lot before that. Maybe she was still ill. 
before she was diagnosed and declared dying. And I said to myself, I'm getting impressions of her at night. Now, I've always told people, middle of the day, uh, good example, John Betancourt would say to me when I was doing cemetery tours, Nancy in the summer, July and August, September, can you imagine? Middle of the summer day, 110, 13 outside, he would say, become the psychic and give me stories of the tombstones while I'm walking around sweating, noise in the street, how can you concentrate? But at night, when the peacefulness of the planet calms down while the neighborhood and people are having their dinner and it's quiet, they're watching TV, they're not doing business on the phone, the energy calms down. And what you would pick up normally, noise and distraction, what you wouldn't pick up then, you do in the middle of the night. And I know sharp, and I'm a night person too. My husband's an um, earlier person. He gets to bed at 10, I'm 11.30. I would stay up until two o'clock if I didn't have to get up in the morning because I like the peacefulness of it. And uh, I entertain uh, 15 years every Friday night, sometimes twice a weekend um, uh, from 2000, 2014. Um, no, pardon me, 1990 is when I started in here in the Spirit of Grace. I entertained there every Friday night, and then I started doing events as soon as they were created, where they were I could get to them within a year. And I was doing two or three events, sometimes a weekend. Very busy, very busy. So then we moved, and uh, some illnesses came upon me, and you, you, just, you just your energy so that I'm now even able to pick up more. Uh, my readings expanded because I'm not using energy hopping, jumping it all over the place. So this woman has imprinted her, and I, it made me really sad, imprinted her anguish in the middle of the night. Uh, her sleeping pattern must have been terrible. <clears throat> and, there's, and if she didn't have structure, a religious structure of any kind, she might not have my feeling possibly, because I don't want to take that from somebody if they did but it inner, did not come into her conscience when she was dying. So I'm very sad to say that I had to get a dissociated energy to this. So I moved everything around. I made, I painted the walls. I redid the ceilings over and over and over. So a lot of activity in there, except my bed is exactly where hers was. And I think that the imprint is so embedded in that room. So Shar and I talked, we would talk about this tonight because she has stories. The, the thing I did, and you'll be, um, gosh, this is so hard because this is someone's life and her end of her life, that even I talking about it, I'm grieving for her. It's very difficult, very difficult because I can't go back and help her. As a spirit person, she is now gone. She's floating away somewhere. I know she's not coming back because I haven't sensed her any other time. And it's not her. It's an overwhelming bubble. So what I'm saying is, is that we have to get adjustment, <clears throat> attitude adjustment. I said, oh, Char, it wouldn't be fun to come do an investigation. Well, there's nothing to investigate. These are imprints. Mm -hmm. This is like I tell my grieving peoples. I says, I know this is hard because you have pictures of your fa deceased family member in every room, every wall. What happens when you pass that picture of that person? Are you not grieving? Do you grieve? 
Well, grieving is like crying, like tears falling off of you. Even in a sense of dying, you're grieving, you're talking, you're thinking, it drips off you like a candle wick, a wax coming off a candle. It sticks everywhere. And the only way to really do it is either change everything, refracted light. I have a glass, a big, big sliding glass doors. I open them up, all the light comes in, doesn't seem to do anything. So this is what we call the double duty, probably for almost two years worth. Every night, every day. And if she wasn't sleeping in the bed, Sorry, everybody. Yes. Come on, Joe. Joe, come on. Come the on. junior investigators are coming. I know it, right? He might be. He's, he's this big, so we don't want to jump up on me. <laughs> I know, Joe. I know. He's, uh, excuse me for being distracted. This is such a sensitive step. I, he's, God, he's always clawing me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. I'm going to say a word, some words that are kind of distressful. I have to dissociate my emotions from her suffering. I have to allow the past to be the past. And I have slept good. Last night, it was a first night. This is a discussion. It just went on my leg. I'm trying to be so sensitive to those of you who are grieving or dying. And I'm trying to, come on, <laughs> you're going to see this great big cat up here. Um, I'm trying to be sensitive to something that's difficult for you who are grieving. But you have to go to a place of allowing those who are dying or have died to step aside. That's how I see my life. I need to step aside eventually for my grandchildren, great-grandchildren to have enough air, to have enough space. Someone else will move into this place. Um, eventually and I have to allow my emotions they're going to come in here and I love the house up there and real estate came in one day he says oh I feel so much love in here I go I love these walls when they move into this space it's really pretty in here they're going to go oh she just loved this place not necessarily always so the lady before me did not and she, because of her situation and you have to okay that you have to go to bed and when you wake up or you're woken up which happened to me also because of the overwhelming bubble of whatever negative word you can think of grieving i'm dying the end of my life to oblivion oh my god the words that popped in my head and i know better i'm so into this and so what i did was in the middle of the night i said this i will this is another one write this down too I will not own what is not mine. You will not own what is not yours. I have to allow her to have had lived her life and the ending to the way she was raised, her belief structure. I don't have to own it anymore because I realize, I realize it took me a while to think, God, why am I? thinking why am I waking up like this I'm the queen of this stuff I have to allow life to go on went right back to sleep boom got it <laughs> this is the way I'm all the time my husband just goes you're so busy <laughs> and one reason I think I picked him he picked me actually I allowed us to get married because he's so solid and I'm just so busy all the time Shark go oh my god you know she's too but in some ways, we just sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. 
and we have to allow those who are in discord or in disbelief of death, whatever, to be in the moment they're at and have the ending that was not designed for him, for them, but we all need a reason to get out of the body. And hers, unfortunately, was cancer. And she was a smoker. And I just said she put real expensive carpet in here. Just like, but I'm so glad because the chair by the doors had all these burn marks of cigarette burns. So she fell asleep and lived in that chair. This is a very hard topic, everybody. So I want to turn this over to Char because she has some additional information on this and a story. Okay, Char. You know, I'm just wondering while you're talking about this is that, you know, you think like, like, like I, I follow the hospice nurses on, on TikTok, you know, in this. Yeah. And you wonder, like, like you say, you, you, you can tell her thoughts when she's laying there and she knows death is imminent. And she doesn't really, in a lot of ways, she doesn't really want to go because her, her body's hanging on for whatever reason. Who are you talking about? Your mom? No, you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the lady. Yeah. And I don't want to say her name. And she's thinking, you know, I'm going to die. Yes. And that's all her thoughts are rotating through because because that's all she's focused on. There's no one else around her. She's just there. And that's all she can think of. You know, at, at some point, she's going to welcome death at some, you know, at some point. Well, it's going to take some, her whether she wants it or not. Yeah, she whether she it. wants it or not. And she's uh-huh. and she's just she's just totally get stressing over it, you know, that 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 I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. For all we know, she loved life. We don't know, you know. But, you know. She had. Like she was a high-stress professional, and I yeah, can't tell she, you. She, since she couldn't be doing the stuff that she was supposed to do, so it was making her nuts laying there, you know, doing that. I um, saw this house on TikTok that they're doing a follow story, a video-by-video video story on on a similar situation of a husband and wife that where they were the only, the, the, this was a second income thing for this gal's parents. And this cup, this old, this older couple had moved into this house. And I don't know, it wasn't made clear whether they died in the house, but they both died of emphysema. Oh. And when you talk about cleaning the walls for no one that's cleaned a house for somebody who smoked, this is the perfect mm. example because they were both smokers. Oh, if someone, ha- if I was a smoker and then saw what happened after 35 years in a house, or mm-hmm. something. This woman lived here maybe up to 13 years. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that or dripping off the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what they're in the process of doing is they're going wall by wall, window by window <sighs> on the ceiling, you know, and they're trying to get all that off. Oh, it's all stuck oh on my there. gosh. And they have some kind of cleaner they're using and it's just disgusting. They blow this stuff on there and it just drips down the walls. You know, so for someone that hasn't experienced that, it, it's an incredible thing to watch. Anyway, what Nancy's talking about is uh, there's different names for it. I call it a playback. And we've run into those on investigations. Uh, the Hangman Tree Saloon, which no longer is there in Placerville. Upstairs, there was a living area. And we went up there to do an investigation. Karen Clark was there, you know, and a few others. And uh, we get up there and we're sitting there and we're just doing our little, our little, you know, electronic voice phenomena thing. You know, uh, we're getting spikes on the meter occasionally, blah, 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 blah. It could be electrical. And as we're sitting there, I'm at one end of this room and there's another investigator at the other end of this room. And she says, I smell cigar smoke. And I said, about a few minutes later, I said, I do too. She says, well, it's gone now and you're smelling it. I said, yeah. So then all of a sudden I couldn't smell it. She could smell it. At the other end of the room, and we're talking like maybe about eight, nine feet, you know, back and, oh. back and forth. So we started sitting there. We got real quiet, you know, and we're sitting there. And then we had a guy stand kind of in the middle 
<laughs> you know, to see if it was actually moving. And it was. You're, you're tracking it. <laughs> you're tracking it. We're tracking it. Yeah. And this the smoke was going back and forth like oh, somebody God. was pacing. So Karen Clark comes in, you know, and she's doing her thing. And she says, there's a woman in a bathtub over there. That's a bathroom. And the woman's bathing and they're arguing. And he's and they, pacing. Yeah. And they spent years and years like this where mm. she would be in the tub and he would be arguing with her and he would pace back and forth. Oh, my gosh. And that's, and that's a similar case like what's going on with Nancy's house in that there have been so many years of them doing that, that there's no permanent imprint in that room of him pacing back and forth, smoking his cigar. That's the smells. I also call yeah. it, he created a pattern and yes. I've described people's who's this, this is how, sorry, uh, grandpa in his main big chair in the front room mm -hmm. would walk one way to the kitchen, then one way to the bathroom and back mm -hmm. to the chair. So he created a pattern that needed to be broken up. Same kind of thing. He imprinted his pattern. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine walking in snow and you only walk where your feet are and you have the snow up this high. And it, so your energy flops to the side of you and builds up. And so that's what happened. You're feeling him in the same pattern mm -hmm. and printing at the same time. And it's not him. It's that pattern of his anger, frustration, just like well, the lady. It, it's interesting with houses in that and in, in buildings in that you don't realize that even brick can absorb energy. Absolutely. So when you have a lot of, things going on in a house or, or in an apartment that's made of brick or a building or a business even and maybe it might be even happy energy i mean it could it could even happen with happy energy but when you've got the energy repeating itself over and over in these buildings they will it will absorb it will definitely happy energy is good too yeah happy that's that's true good, because right. that real estate agent came to my house when i wasn't there and he says yeah. oh my gosh i just feel real happy in here i yeah. love this house yeah so, you can get so I'd rather have a house like that, sure. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the time, you know, as, as paranormal investigators being out for as long as we were, we would run into a lot of these, these types of cases like Nancy's house because there was just so much trauma going on with whatever person that was in the family. There were fights. You know, maybe the husband was beating the wife. We don't know, you know, but but oh. it, absor it absorbs. Wood is a big absorber. And the other thing we looked for, and we, you know, being paranormal investigators, we wanted to make sure there were no open windows where we were picking the cigar smell up off the street either, you know, where it was wafting up, which wasn't happening. Another building in Placerville, which I don't even know what the heck it is now, used to be the, uh, the ice cream shop. Way back in the ice cream shop, there was like a little stairwell, and you could smell cigar smoke there too. So, <laughs> so we was had that the Winter House or was that in Diamond Springs? That was Placerville. Just um, that was that the Street. was that the yeah. uh, ice cream shop that was a butcher shop. Yes. Yes. Oh, I remember us talking about that, and yes. I saw cows there, and they go, "What?" Oh yeah, that was yeah. I remember that. I remember. And then I then I went ahead and got a hold of the Chamber of Commerce, and then we found out that you know back in the records and found out it was that was a whole butcher, butcher area shop. back in there. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm getting cows from, but I see cows. I'm going, <laughs> okay. So I looked it up. That's that, that's why he, that's why even psychics even psych, psychics have to research to validate their, themselves. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That's called validating. So you go through and you and you go to the, uh, the county archives and look that stuff up to see what's there. The and you can't archives. doubt what you pick up. I'll never mm. forget. I was talking to a client, and her relative came in and said, "Tell her I loved rhubarb pipes." I don't even know what rhubarb is, <laughs> and I go, "You want me to say that?" <laughs> it's like the ice cream shop when I saw 
unfortunately live cows being brought in and they never came out mm -hmm. again so yeah uh that was amazing and i read be happy and sad that but we need to talk about how do people deal with this now right what i shared with you it's gonna be really harder for you you have to get mm -hmm. to a place of trusting and loving yourself knowing that the time you have here is exactly what it's meant to be absolutely that's hard to get also get maybe one reason i'm i'm not i i have frustrations like everybody else but an overall bigger picture, I kind of had this golden ball in the middle of my chest because I know we survive. I've been doing it 32 years every day, everybody. I can't be wrong, all of it. I can't, you write one time, it's like UFOs. My husband's seen two of them. I go, oh, I want to see him. I want to see two, one. And he says to me, I want to see dead people. And it's like, okay, fair trade, right? And once you see one, and I've heard uh, people say, once they see UFO, their whole life changes. Well, I've mm -hmm. seen enough dead people, spirit people, ghosts, that I know we survive. And I live with that every day. And it's changed me. If I could trust that we could get you to believe that way, then when this happens to someone in the family or happens to you, you go to a place that's saying, ah, I get to go home. I get to do something different. I get access time. I can plant. I can travel through the universe. You have to have an attitude like that to be able to say, <clears throat> here we go with that word, I will not own what is not mine, meaning mm -hmm. you are not accept the energy of that. You're not be tempered with. When I read up on these kids that killed themselves at 27, 25. I think, what, what was that about? Did they truly, or were they with, or in a place of? I mean, we, there's no way to know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a good answer. Shar, what, what do you have as, as information to help people overcome this what would you suggest the one thing remember you what i do is remember what i do is not that's whatever else would the do. one thing you have to understand with a situation like that because you look at old hotels and there's a lot of reports of people you know of a, of a woman in white coming down the stairs uh, but she doesn't communicate she just looks straight goes right through the hotel that's another one right there the thing is the point is they don't communicate because it's it's not them it is like nancy said it's an imprint of them and their emotions so they can't hurt you you might be able to feel those emotions, but that's about it. They're not going to interact with you, okay? There's no, because because it's an imprint. Now, it's different if you have a ghost that comes down your hallway and, hey, Nancy, how you doing? How's it going? Or, I died. Close the front door. <laughs> yeah, close the front door. Or they're doing dishes in your kitchen. I've heard cases of that, too. I'm like, oh, they come do dishes in my kitchen. And and I, we, Larry and I have heard kitchen activity. See? And we're See? not in there. So. See, you always hope that they'll actually turn the water on and do the dishes for you. But these ghosts can't hurt you. It's just their imprint is there. And sometimes it's really hard to remove that imprint. Like Nancy has painted has painted her house. She's done all this stuff to change it up. And it's still there because it, it happened. It, it took it took it was a long illness for this woman. And it took so long for her to pass that that's ingrained in the house. And you just sometimes you just have to live with what's going on. And, that's and that means we replace whole sections. Yeah. And it, it didn't matter. It didn't yeah. matter. We scraped yeah. the ceiling and got all the popcorn off of it. And we changed walls out. And mm -hmm. it just, um, that's, that's the extreme. Yeah. And so I think it's going to take me a while. I would like to clear it up. I don't see a saying here. It's kind of like, this is where, you know, it's temporary kind of a thing. I do like the area, though. So maybe the station will stay here but um in the area but at the same time i wouldn't want to pass this to somebody else 
mm-hmm. and not try. Um, I play music a lot. I've had everything going on. I got treadmill in there. So it's kind of like busy, busy. Blah, blah. Two o'clock in the morning. Boom. I'm awake. Well, there's you know? things, I mean, there's things you could try, like you could use, try sea salt or something. But when an imprint's that strong, it's really hard to get it out of there because it's an imprint. So essentially what you end up doing is you're, you start wrapping your mind around, you know, to not think about it, to try not to think about it, you know, and then eventually maybe it'll fade away at some point because, you know, because you got to remember a lot of this stuff draws off your energy too. I mean, that's what they're trying to get is your energy. So you want to make sure your energy doesn't play into it. They don't know they're doing it to you. Remember, this is like a candle burning, a tall thing, all the wax is falling out. I'm going to bring up one more thing. Um, I have done this. I forgive her for her suffering. I'm sorry you suffered. I do talk to her as though she was real there. I Ultimately, we none of us have really good answers. But if you have something in front of you, like a ball of vision jelly floating mm-hmm. in the air, you have a ball of it. That's what it feels like to me. You have to punch it out and break it up. So talking to it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry that you suffered. Somehow I think you can break it down. In the middle of the night, I'm not thinking so clear sometimes. And I'd say, you know, leave me alone. Or, um, But I have been lately, and I've been saying to myself, I will not own what is not mine. Mm-hmm. And when I go in the bedroom, if I can sense it, and I have been trying to do that. When I finally brought it up to Shar, I thought, well, it's time I talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I knew what was going on, but it's kind of like maybe I need to throw. I can, I can appreciate someone calling her up and say, well, I was being haunted. I need mm-hmm. someone out right now. Get this thing out of here. I'm mm-hmm. scared. Well, in some ways, that's a gift, and it's also scary. You're being proven that that life mm-hmm. goes on. Wow, what mm-hmm. a gift. At the same time, you're mad. But it could be just a residual or imprint mm-hmm. or just grief. Envision someone crying with tears mm-hmm. just throwing out of their eyes, and it's dripped all over everything. That's a pretty tough topic to talk about, Shar. I That's hope. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that one I have in my dining room, the one that the fisherman that died on the property all those years ago. Oh, my. He died from blood loss. So in order to get rid of him, it's a difficult deal because his blood has drained into the into the ground here. <sighs> his blood is Duh. literally in the ground. So, I mean, he's there. So I have to just deal with that, you know. But Does he um, see his own blood in the ground? That's why he's not left? Because I, I imagine by now the blood has disintegrated. <laughs> At least he has stopped trying to reach for me and grab me. So this is all good. Oh, he, has, he hasn't sure. pulled out of the while, so. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I never ran so fast through my house in my life. Corner so we need eye. to do ghost rescues in the near yeah. future. Because yes. I did do those yeah. when I first got into yeah. this. And it's tough. But that's still something where you can pick him up and you can feel him pacing. Like at the back end of my house where my air conditioner is, he paces from my, my what is my dining room to the den and then back. You can feel him pacing back there because he just doesn't realize you know he just he's just stuck there because he died there and he's just so frustrated because he died there you know so mm. that's one of those cases but i mean i'm not saying that you're stuck for eternity with these things because eventually no. they, they they fade out and go away eventually because because they don't have any energy to feed off of but well you know, it does dissipate yeah it does dissipate but sometimes it is just so strong that that it's just there for a while it lingers it lingers and that's what's and, happened here because Larry yeah. lived here for two and a half years before. And I've only been here just short of five months. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. So it, did, it took me a while to kind of figure out what was happening. 
but I think after a while, and it surprised it so strong when they were, our work guys were here tearing the house. Well, up. I always thought about this room because where I'm sitting right now is the closet. Is, is, is yeah, I'm in the closet, <laughs> partially in the closet, but right behind me where my uh, backdrop is back there is where my father's bed was. You know, and he spent years and years in that bed. You know, he spent like a year and a half in that bed sit, sick. And the, and the energy. Same thing. Doing, same thing, yeah. But I don't get any weird feelings in here at all. Thank God. I thought I thought that was going to happen, to be honest, because I was prepared for it in here. But I don't. There's nothing. There's nothing going on in here. I think Just it's like because he room. saw his room as those walls. He never yeah. thought about the room you're sitting in. It's yeah. where we direct our thought process. Yeah. So Just like my mother's. Room I can't feel anything in that room for you. No, I can't feel anything in the other room either. I was. I, I kind of mm -hmm. thought, well, maybe my mom. Well, my mom is around, but still not like that. <laughs> you know. But yeah, you do run into those, and you, know, you, you read books about old hotels and stuff. And there's a very famous photo from one of the old hotels of a woman coming down the stairwell, and that is one of those imprints as well. It's, it's a very down. famous photograph. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, same that, same time same time in the evening, she comes down that those Victorian stairs. looking staircase yeah. metal. Yeah, and comes, it's almost a full body. You can't see her feet. Yeah. She's all floating just above the ground. Yeah, it's and a she very comes famous down the, photograph. Yeah, I don't know if she's conscious. Stairs. Like you said, I think it's an imprint right. because it's repeatable. yeah, it's an imprint. You know over there. Okay, here's the thing too: the, the way that, the way it's separated too, like Nancy says, it conscious. We'll, we'll call it conscious. There's other names for it in the paranormal field. I'm I'm old and you know my head. The it's like a tape being played back. So it's one of these deals where you're walking up the hallway, you see that a woman coming towards you, and there's no acknowledgement. Because what you normally right. do when you see a ghost besides run. Your first, Nancy, my first reaction is like, hello, is there something I can do for you? <laughs> yeah, you like, know, a normal, you? Person, normal person would be out of there. And, you know, and they don't acknowledge. They just, they're just looking straight ahead. They're focused on whatever they're focused on, and they go straight through. Not even sure what era that woman was or what she's right. looking at. It's like right. when we did that investigation, all of a sudden the house disappeared and I was standing in the field. Oh, yeah. It's like that's how those people see it also. Yeah, they're seeing it as, as, as it was when, when they lived there. So that's an imprint, just like what's going on in Nancy's house. That's an imprint. It's an emotional imprint. So that woman was on her way somewhere, obviously. You know. So there's a lot of that. But then you get the ones that, that, that will communicate with you. Okay, now you know you've got that. Uh, now you know, not, not even that's considered a haunting yet because you might have one that's in passing and communicates with you. Now, if the same now, if you go into a house and they're having the, the walls knocking and all this is going on, you can prove it's not anything natural or animal or anything like that. And then you're getting EVPs out of that. Now you've got a haunting going on. If there's am I conscious at all? And you can get that. So unconscious becomes semi conscious. Mm -hmm. They don't go semi conscious and then they can. Mm -hmm. But if they've been a ghost and locked in, that's when that. I'm stuck feeling kids old to them and they start becoming more conscious. You can start getting their attention. If they become completely conscious, then they're a spirit. Then you can say, get out of here. And I can tell <laughs> you, that's completely conscious ones and people don't realize this either. They're in tune to the, the here and now. Okay. They will talk about things. We were at the Ion Hotel and somebody was going to buy a new, like one of those Niagara beds. And I was, we were in this bedroom talking about it in one of the haunted rooms. <laughs> And I said, you know, those beds cause high, cause high EMF. You're going to see weird things. And there's an EVP that we have <laughs> of a ghost actually commenting on a particular bed. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. That we have, yeah, that, that we obtained. So they are in the here and now. 
you know, or sometimes you'll get in the middle of a ghostly conversation. Uh, we were in a hotel in um, North Lake Tahoe and it was late at night. You get the giggles because it's 4 a.m. and you're exhausted. We're sitting around shooting the breeze, kind of just fooling around. And all of a sudden these two voices come in and one man says, I'm burning up. And the other guy says, I don't know why. Did my research and found out that um, there had been a fire on the property. Oh, fudge. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, that happens too. So, I mean, that, I don't know if they were just there. You know, that was an imprint of them, of them talking back and forth, to, you know. Or if it was a situation where they were passing through and they were curious about why we were sitting there or what was going on. But you run into this stuff all the time. And like that says, that's why there's, there's different categories of ghosts that we investigate. And that's what mm -hmm. we're looking for. Like Nancy says, you know, you got the ones that aren't conscious that just are focused and pass through. And then you got, you know, the other ones that, that, that kind of talk, you know, or like the other, those two guys, they're not talking about our conversation. We picked up on their conversations. Right. So now you're at the semi-conscious ones because they're not talking directly to us. Then you get the ones that will directly answer you and answer your questions. And then you wonder why they're still there. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. And I've told my kids, you know, once I pass over, I'm going to look at the cosmos first. Don't miss me quite yet. You know, like, <laughs> let's take a trip. I'm I don't be travel a lot, but I will. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not staying huh? home. I'll be like, I'm, I'm, once I go, I'm out of here. Okay. I want to go everywhere I want to go because my back's going to be feeling good. Health's right? going to be good. Boom. Off I go. You know? And you I do. Me a Disneyland. What do we call it as a living bucket list? An yeah. afterlife bucket, bucket list. list. My dad had that, I tell you. He took off. Remember, he took off to China. Oh, I called you and I said, "That's right." Oh, I, we went. To, we went to get a burger afterwards because we were there for like an hour after he passed. I go to. I call Nancy and I said, "Well, he passed," and she goes, "Yeah, I know. He's in China." And that was his bucket list all his life. Was he wanted to go? Um, he wanted to ride on the Yangtze Kang River, and then he wanted to see the Great Wall. And off he oh went. Oh my gosh! See ya. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, so. How funny yeah. you got validation so quick from me. It's oh, like, yeah. Like, how did Once I know? Once he realized he could walk again and, you know, and function, he was, he was out of there. That's, that's how I am, though. Same attitude. And he seemed happy, too. I remember thinking, oh, he's so happy. <laughs> Tell him, not even to think about, I'm in China. Yeah. Of all things I could have said. Yeah. You know. But, yeah. But, again, you'll run into this stuff. And if sometimes if you go stay at an old hotel, you can actually ask them, do you have any activity here? And they'll, they'll, they'll tell you. They'll, they usually keep listening. Murphy's Hotel, when I go to Murphy's Hotel, I get a list on napkins. Then they'll uh -huh. give me a big pile like this of stuff that's happened at the hotel. You know, and some of it is 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 is, is residual haunting and, you know, that, that repeat stuff. And some of it is legitimate stuff, you know, where there's interaction. You know? So it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Example of, you know, semi-conscious was what happened with Anne. Someday I'll get the footage out with that, and that was fabulous footage. I, we were filming What's at that? the um, Hotel Leger, and we were on the second floor, and she was sitting in a rocking chair. And I've got the camera on her. And um, like I always tell people, these video cameras I have are old, but they are ghost detectors because they will blur up when spirit kind is in front of them. So you can tell something's there. So she's in this rocking chair, and when every time she comes forward, it's blurry. Every time she goes back, she's clear. Oh. And this was it. like 20 minutes worth of footage, right? 20, 25 minutes. And so she came forward at one point. And I said, you know, you're blurry. She says, I know I sat in something. 
<laughs> and I, I went, okay. So what you say? Oh, that right on her? Oh, yeah. yeah. And she goes, well, what I'm doing is I don't want to let her in all the way. So I'm oh. rocking forward to let her in to get her thoughts a little bit. And then I'm rocking back. Oh, I love that. And so I have 20 minutes of this. And she's describing how the husband used to cheat with women down the hall. And this woman was pregnant. Oh. And she would sit in front of this window and, and just knowing that they were down the hall. See, again. What emotional. a story. Emotional. 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 On that chair in that room. Yeah, in that room. Emotional. <laughs> and so this went on for like 20, 25 minutes. And I have the full footage of this. Oh, my gosh. Her backing. You know, every time she comes forward, you know. We need to post those kinds. Yeah. she's Yeah. Every time she comes forward, she's, you know, blurry because, because of this woman. So, I mean, there's stuff like that that happens. You know, so. It, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And again, we're Nancy and I are here. To, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure we we pound this into everybody. If anybody says they're an expert at go at, at hunting ghosts, don't believe it because <laughs> it's an inexact science. Okay, right? Inexact science. It's like anything else. I keep meticulous records of the investigations because maybe I'll have something later on that I can compare to a past investigation to try to figure mm -hmm. out what's going on. All right. There's no do. science. There's no pros at this. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. We're all learning. We're all on it. We're always on a learning curve. All we can do is improve the techniques of what we do when we're out in the field to make it nicer for the clients. You know, to to figure out what's going on. There's no there's nobody that's that's a professional ghost hunter. Right. And and look how many years we both. At least twenty five for you now. Oh yeah. Oh at yeah. At least twenty five years. I, and one day she to... said, "Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead." One day she said, I think you've done at least 40 investigations. And yeah. my, and that's not including the ones I've done for other people or mm -hmm. for George Lopez on the Block Talk Radio. I can't even comprehend that many. I mean, that many. But 25 years, I guess. And yeah. every kind of situation. And it always surprises me that a place can be haunted by semi-ghosts. One of George Lopez, and it just popped into my head, the place is um, occupied by the gentleman who lived in this two-story house. And one of the main... Um, investigators with, had been upstairs by himself and just as he was leaving he got into the what they call the door jam and the spirit ran up behind him and pushed him hmm. well then the night of the investigation we're talking and I went oh my god that guy just pushed you and he says oh my gosh I never how did you know that I says you're kidding really you know like I'm watching him push you yet he wouldn't leave but he didn't want someone in his space so that's mm -hmm. what I call a semi-conscious they're haunting that place, but they don't want anybody else there. How he could see that human being in the flesh at the door jam, like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to run him down the stairs. Really? And I don't know if that was true or not, but I think he would, the feeling of aggravation that he someone's in his space and he pushed mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. I've yet to find anybody who said that I misspoke because it feels like right. I could think that. Like, I'm going to kill I don't think so. I think it's more of a push him out of my space feeling i have yet now, to find anybody who's gotten killed by you me. and i oh, did yeah. a rescue together one time over skype i fresh my memory i don't remember which that one was north, that was a, the case in north tahoe where there was a little girl ghost that was still stuck at that hotel and so it was something if i remember right the uncle or the grandfather was holding her there because he molested her oh oh oh, and we oh were, i do get her yes her yes that's right. I do remember that. And so Nancy and I spent, you know, <sighs> twenty minutes crossing her over together, you know, to get her to get her to cross. 
we do work like that too. That's what people don't realize. We do work like that too, where we're doing it remotely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've of, crossed people well, over too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you have to appreciate. We, go ahead. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. Have to remember. Oh, they can't do that with the phone. Yes, we can because our vibration changes to be able to mm-hmm. see and talk to them. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm busy, but I'm calmer. But when I do a reading, I tell people, don't give me numbers while we're talking because I can't do that anymore. I mm-hmm. change. And I've had people say, your best friend since 1977, she says, I can always tell Nancy's the other one because your vocabulary is better that way. I go, really? <laughs> Our vibration has to match the spirit and they can hear us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Char. Mm-hmm. I apologize for stepping on Now that leads into what the second topic of this, because we got about 10 minutes left. Oh, oh. Um, the work that Nancy and I have done together, and it's been incredible. Um, what a lot of people don't realize, and there's a lot of skeptics out there. I mean, I, I've had to face a lot of skeptics over the years with the work that my psychic team does. And I have psychics that are me- mediums, rather, whatever you want to call it, so I don't get slapped by people. Um, I have people in different positions, and I have different types of backgrounds for my psychics because there might be little children involved. So you want somebody that works well with little children to work with little children, you know, in a, on a case, or like like, like Karen Clark's a um, registered nurse. You know, you, you want people like that on staff. But Nancy, what we do, um, so nobody, you know, gets the idea that she knows where we're at or anything. Generally, all I do is either the client sends it to me or I take a picture of the front of the building or home. I take the address off. Nancy has no idea where this house is. She doesn't even know what city it's in. Okay. Then I'll email the picture usually to Nancy, and then Nancy does her read off that when we do this stuff. And the stuff, the results have been incredible. Not only are Nancy's readings on these houses incredible, the fact that Nancy does the read. I don't tell the the, the field psychic anything about Nancy's read on the building at all. You know, where the activity is, what might be going on. The The field psychic comes in, and they have been between Nancy and the field psychic, 96 to 98% accurate between the two on their readings. Wonderful. You know, and it's just an incredible thing she does, and she's able to tell all the way down to the carpet color, and if the wallpaper has a little sailboat on it or something <laughs> like that, Nancy will tell you that the wall, that it's like that. And even where energy sources are in the house, like when we did the... Um, the bed and breakfast in Placerville that time, and she knew exactly where the energy source was in the house without the building without even going in there. And we get up there, and sure enough, there's the portal. You know, right, right, this, right where Nancy nailed it. Was it yeah. your group or another group where I walk in and someone had collected masks from around the world? Yes. And I, yes. was that one of your people? That I was went, ours. Right? Yeah, that was ours. That was over in Greenhaven. And I walked around in my, however I do this, my brain. And I says, oh, my God, the right side, the walk in the front door, the right side, there's got all these things all over the walls. And the one right, I do a clock. Center is 12 o'clock north, south is, you yeah. know, 6 o'clock. I don't know, remember what I said, but I remember thinking, what is on that wall? And I think he collected from countries where ceremonies, voodoo. Yes, he collected from countries. He had those, and he also had statues. Statues. I remember a well. statue, too. On I the told left. him, and I went that one right there <laughs> you know it's that one that's kind of think... like when you look at people and god bless them for collecting stuff but the first thing i think is and 
and and and you didn't think something was going to come along with this stuff. Okay, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I read an interesting article about, unfortunately, people who say, uh, "You have something that's contaminated. We're going to take it." And then you go wonder what the value is. Why did they pick that one item and what are they doing with it? <clears throat> and there was quite a kick. You and I might have talked about or something. And I thought to myself, if something's really contaminated, let them keep it then and bury it in the backyard. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have to take anything. We And I certainly don't want anything of yours. And, of course, there are some really po profile people who take them and put them in a locker room in the basement. The Warners did something like that. The so Warners in the museum, not, yeah. Pardon me? The Warrens have a museum, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you are having something wrong with something, put it in a plastic bag and bury it in the background and see if it gets better Yeah, in your house. If not, then Absolutely. let somebody take it who can even seal it up. Right. Because, right. I mean, it's your choice. I mean, even with when we go into a house, it's not like they are. You know, all these TV shows have brought people who into thinking that there's negativity all the time in their house. You know how easy, I wasn't saying it was easy back back 20 years ago when I started this, but it was always, it was always a grandpa or uncle Bob in the house. And now, and now it's turned to other stuff, but I mean, people have a choice. I mean, you could either say, okay, I would like this out of my house or, Oh, it's my uncle. That's cool. You know, we'll just, we'll just keep it. Cause I know it's him. I can talk to him, you know, and that's the choice you have with any haunted objects you might have in your house too. I mean, do you want to keep it? And maybe, maybe you're not so afraid as you think you are now that you know the backstory on it or whatever. Or do you want it like I did? I buried the eyeballs in my not the eyeballs, but the, but the coins in my backyard, you know, from, from from the Roman. So you have a choice like that. But it's nice to know that there are people. I can't keep that stuff here. I can't collect it, keep it in my house. There's no way. Oh, in hell I'm gonna oh you just need something else in your house. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to know that I have that that I have the the, the hotline to John's office, so I can call and say, hey, I have an item that I can I can mail you, or we can figure out you know how to pick it up so that you can put it in your museum. You know, so that we don't have to worry about that anymore, and, and it's taken care of, and it's under it's under lock and key. So it's nice to have people like that. But I know the same article that you read about that. You know, because because it was the haunted collector. Oh, you did show read that. You did see that. that they were questioning, yeah, that they were questioning the haunted collector show, and you know, because John would get oh, that's what it stuff. was. Yeah, but show. the truth of the matter is, I mean, if the stuff is truly haunted and it's causing negativity in your house, hell, you're going to want it out of your house. You're not going to want to leave it there. <laughs> So if you get somebody that's that's willing to take it, be my guest, you know. Right. So it's good that there's people like John and, and, and the Warrens that will take the haunted stuff because, or Zach, even Zach and them over in their big museum in Vegas to take that stuff. Because, you know, there's not a lot of people that will do that. Shower, we're losing time here. We're at ben yes. an hour. I want you to bring up okay. that we have this opportunity together. Okay. Yes, we have an announcement to make. And um, it's kind of a cool thing. It's kind of a cool gig. You know, I'm always begging you guys for money. <laughs> be, be blunt for once. <laughs> Trying to keep this show afloat. I'm always begging you guys for money. I'm on my hands and knees every show. So uh, we found another creative way that maybe you might be interested in, 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 in kind of contributing to California Haunts in that Nancy does these readings and, um, you know, quite frequently for her clients, full readings and stuff. So what we're offering is if you think you might have something paranormal going on in your house, or I will tell you the truth. <laughs> on other stuff, yeah. Nancy will do a reading for you, a full reading. And we're talking a full reading. And it would be for a donation, which would go to California Haunts. And it's, it's pretty straightforward, huh? It's pretty straightforward. You know, but it we are asked, we're gonna, we have established yet, but we have established a minimum. Only because yeah. it takes my time. And I'm donating 
the money to Shars. We'll just call it what it is, your your equipment, your computer. Yeah. They don't yeah. know that we had a crash earlier, so. <laughs> so <laughs> we started the show a couple of times here. <laughs> <laughs> but we we are very sincere, and we both enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. And we uh, had a gal from Citrus Heights, California, move to Pennsylvania. And it occurred to us when we got done, like, actually, I had fun. It was one of the few mm-hmm. times I got lost in time that thing that I call layering. Oh, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. I went, where am I? <laughs> and I couldn't see the house I was, I was in talking to her. It was an open field and all to the left. I saw a building, uh, mm-hmm. two-story gray, blue color in the mist. Oh my God, look at one of those romantic novel pictures. <laughs> you know? but it, was, it was haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Okay, Shark, keep, keep going here. So yeah, so anyway, um, we're, we're trying to set a you know, a, a ceiling limit for the donation. It won't be, it won't be, it won't be too pricey because I know people don't have a lot of money, but I mean, you know, it'd be nice. I mean, there's no other site. I mean, with the prices, the psychic charge, you know, this day and age that if we can set a, a, a fair ceiling for it, it, it's worth it because Nancy will read for you for how long, Nancy, how long I'm reading. It depends on the information. This lady was sure. 40 minutes, but I imagine yeah, some, see? Some would be only half hour. You know, yeah. it depends. Depends on. It depends that. on what you guys. Yeah, it depends on yeah, what you want. Yeah. So yeah. it's up to you. No, so no push- personal questions. Like, am I going to change my job? You call me yeah. for a session on that. Yeah. But you know, just stuff. So we're going to put a package together for that. So we'll start advertising it a little more for you guys. But uh, I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to get a reading from Nancy for that, and then it helps us out too because, like Nancy says, this computer is one step from the junkyard i think you know but uh honey it's already been resurrected a couple of times it yeah. is <laughs> yeah 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 so the laying of hands has already happened <laughs> because the one that i used to run was really great but then microsoft uh updates killed that one and that was a terrific computer so this one is a little less expensive than the other one was so it's it's not designed to really do as many shows and stuff and video work as i'm doing with it so you know but anyway um that's just something we're going to be offering and just to give you guys a heads up on all that okay i'll be i will be back sunday doing my little reading on that book uh, the witch's book you notice i put a disclaimer on there because the 1600s language and and the way it's written because i keep getting tripped up when i'm reading it so it's kind of crazy to hear me read it i'm ready usually after i read it i have a stiff drink no i'm kidding but uh it's a really excellent book you deserve one (laughs) i deserve one after that and uh and it's really getting interesting because now there's people that are really getting to the point where they're fighting back when they're on the te- when, when they're doing testimony, even though it doesn't matter. But they're really fighting back, and they're accusing the accusers now. It's going back and forth, to, you know, to that point where, where they're where you know they'll say, "Well, so and so says this," and she says, "Well, I don't even know so and so to even accuse me," you know. So, yeah. So it's it's just really it's really starting to heat up a little bit for what it's worth. I love the book. I think it's a great, well-informed, well-researched book. But it is written in Old English style. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. And uh, thank you. And I appreciate each and every one of you. And if you like what you heard today, please be sure to hit that like button and, and that follow button, whether you're on YouTube. Thumb up. Yeah. Thumb up. Whether you're on YouTube or Facebook, I would really appreciate it because we're trying to get more subscribers. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And at some point, Nancy and I are going to be doing these shows on TikTok as well. So at some point, we're getting there. I'm working on something else for this poor computer to cope with. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys very much. And I'm going to close out and I'll show you Nancy's contact information and away we go.
button. Who's got the button? There it is. Is that you? Which one? Oh, right there. Too many of these things. All right, there we go. Websites, nancymats.com, all lowercase. nancymatsauthor.com, and that's upper N, upper M, upper A. And then you've got youtube.com forward slash nancymatspsychic. Okay, help, get me out of this funk by Nancy Matz. That's the book, guys. And you've got Two Worlds Developing Your Psychic Skills by Nancy Matz. And you've got The Unwilling Sacrifice. And you can see those at Amazon.com. Okay, guys, I will see you Sunday reading the book. Okay, see you later.